Welcome to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. Join me each week for inspirational stories from people making sustainable changes in their lives, their work and their communities, as well as solo episodes from me exploring the small changes we can all make each and every day to make a big difference to the planet. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sustainable Life podcast where we dive into all things sustainable and ethical living. Now one of my big motivators, I have to confess, for doing this podcast was the opportunity to connect with and to chat to some of my sustainability heroes and in today's interview I get to do exactly that. Did you know that the average drill is only used for 12 minutes in its lifetime? And I'm sure that similar shocking statistics exist for many of our household tools, which begs the question, do we really all need to own one of anything? Could we share these things in some way to get better use out of the resources? Well, as it turns out, yes, we can. And my guest today is just the man to tell us all about it. Chris Hallowell founded the UK's first tool library up in beautiful Edinburgh in 2015. And in this episode, we hear about how and why he got started and how the simple act of borrowing a tool can genuinely change someone's life. And if this episode inspires you to think about starting up your very own tool library, and I really think it will, Chris shares with you some of his top tips for creating and running a truly sustainable business. Enjoy. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Brilliant. Really great, thanks. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Now, I gave a very brief introduction to you, which doesn't do justice in any way to, to what you're, you're doing up there. So can you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about, about the Tool Library and what you do? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Tool Library is essentially built on the principle that we don't all need to own things. So, you know, just just sharing as a a way for a, a more connected life, but a way for a, a, a more cost-effective life, a way for a more sustainable yeah. life. Um, so the idea that uh, tools in particular is, is our sort of starting point um, are not something that you necessarily need to use every day. Sure. So uh, the need to own them is is not really there. Um, it's kind of, a, I guess, a, a slightly artificial construct mm-hmm. from um, those that might want you to buy tools yes. that is telling you that you always need to have this, that, and the other. Um, so what we do is we work exactly like your average book library, but obviously we um, lend people tools instead of books. So, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. My job is often just to confirm to people that they, they have got it. Yes. Um, so, so you know, much is the same as you borrow a book, you borrow a tool, you, you keep it for a while, uh, you use it, you bring it back. Um, we even give out library cards now to kind of really try and... Um, hammer home that message that you know and, and also that that idea of you know a library as a, a public service mm. where you know when um we're not a money-making business we're a charity so we're there to, to serve our community um so we we have um yeah a sort of range of different um you know sort of projects that we got going alongside the the, the lending side yeah. of things but but in essence yeah it, it just works exactly the same as a book library but with tools it's such a brilliantly simple idea, like so many of these things are. How did you um, kind of come up with the idea? How did you first come across tool libraries as a thing? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to sit here and say that I'm a brilliantly uh, 
<laughs> independent thinker and I you know just came up with it woke up one day and I had a light yeah. bulb and um, it's actually uh, I, w- I w- used to live in Toronto so I was uh, back visiting friends for um, just catching up and one of them had told me about this idea of a tool library and and before I went I sort of got in touch with them and said hey you know I'm going to be in town could I could I spend an afternoon yeah. with you and they were you know they we'd email back and forth and had a couple of Skype chats and stuff and and um I really liked the, the sort of ethos and the idea, and um, and so I just went in, and whilst I was there for about, about a couple of weeks, I just popped in one day and just saw their kind of systems and how it worked and yeah. the types of tools they have and how it was laid out and all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and to be honest, I, I kind of already like the, the idea of the, the tool library, the environmental aspect. Um, my, my background's in uh, forestry and uh, ecology and um, environmental sciences, so oh, okay. I was kind of yeah. sold on that aspect. Um, but at the time I was working for a, a charity working with uh, people with learning disabilities and supporting them in, into employment mm-hmm. and you know sort of uh, you know specifically targeting various um, you know sort of disadvantaged communities yeah. disadvantaged groups and uh, when I was in chatting just spending time in this school library there was a guy came in who was experiencing homelessness at the time was just sort of bouncing around from sofa to sofa mm-hmm. Um, didn't have a, a you know two pennies to rub together, um, but had had gone out and found himself a job. And unfortunately, he didn't have any either the money to buy tools or you know didn't own any tools. It yeah. was just a roofer's job, so it was very basic stuff. So it was a hammer and a Stanley knife and a tool belt was all, yeah. all he needed. Um, but uh, they basically said to him, "Well, you need to bring your own tools on Monday." Um, and so he taken the job, but not really, you know, no, yeah. just thought, "Great, it's an opportunity. I'll find some tools from somewhere." And somebody said, go and check this place out. And so he turned up and he didn't really know what it was about. He just, you know, mm. he came in with a piece of paper and a, with an address on it and was like, I think I'm supposed to be here. Somebody said, this is my problem. Somebody said you might be able to help me. I don't really know how it works. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, who runs the, the Toronto Tool Library, or one of the people that runs the Toronto Tool Library, just said, right, what do you need? Um, you know, the guy explained the circumstances and Ryan just said, look, we'll set you up as a temporary member no skin off our nose, you know, no problem for us. Um, you can borrow the tools, go away, do a week's work. When you get paid, you can either come back and drop the tools off yeah. and go buy your own, or you can, you can, um, you know, join as a member and keep, you know, mm-hmm. keep borrowing them. Um, but we're just happy to help you out because, yeah. you know, that's what, that's what it's about. And this guy just started to well up because, you know, like, it was just this, I, I, you know, the, I mean, it, I guess it wasn't so much the, the need for the tools. It was just somebody being willing yeah. to, like, support him and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And keeping his dignity because it's quite, you know, like that. He was in a really unfortunate circumstance, yeah. um, and it's quite. Uh, it can be quite challenging when you're in, in yeah. sort of those, those sort of desperate straits to to reach out and yeah. and um, and so he was able to to go and do his job. Um, you know, his employer needn't know an event of his struggle, and and you know, hopefully that you know that kind of led to other work and that the situation improved. Um, it's real so th- kind of life-changing stuff, isn't it? Like, it, you know, from something as simple as borrowing a hammer and a tool belt, that's potentially changed yeah. someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I mean, I, I, I didn't follow up with it, but, I, you know, I, I kind of, this part of me didn't want to because I kind of yes. wanted you know, this lovely story. <laughs> Imagine lovely the happy story. ending. Yeah, exactly. It's, a happy, it's like Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's story, you know. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a happy ending in there as long as I don't poke into it too much. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I mean I mean that's the thing is is um, just giving someone an opportunity is, yeah. is and 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 I think as well it's you know it, it, I'm at risk of going into sort of cheesy like you know 
give a man a fish and give him yeah, a fishing yeah, yeah. rod and stuff. But it is it is a little you know it's very similar kind yeah. of um, in, in that it's it's giving somebody opportunity to to get themselves out of it. And if you you know that's much more powerful than than just giving handouts or doing you know doing yeah, something yeah, for yeah. Or yeah. actually facilitating them to yeah. to get themselves out of that situation. So, um, so yeah, so when I, when, I, when I saw that, I just thought, let's yeah. let's have one in the UK, basically. But that's that's quite a big jump, isn't it, to, from being in in <laughs> yeah, Canada yeah. and having this um, this kind of background, as you said, in sort of forestry and sustainability and working for a charity, seeing this amazing thing happening over there, and lots of people would see that and think, oh, that's really brilliant. We should have one in the UK. Oh, there isn't one. There's a big yeah. jump to going. Okay, I'm going to do this here, and I'm going to set up the first one in the UK, and. Uh, like how did you, you know that, well, that massive step? How did that come? How did that happen? Well, when you put it like that, I don't know what <laughs> I was doing. Um, yeah, no, so so I mean, I think I think I kind of partly partly I totally underestimated the commitment it was going to take. Um, to be the honest, naivety. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you know I'd, I'd rather be naive and positive yes. than, than be an old cynic. But um, but yeah, no, I think. Um, a lot of it was was just I thought well it's a very logical idea I can see mm. it working I can um, and and you know the the sort of um, the the sort of you know the the wise thing to do would be to you know go test the market and mm. do this that and the other and, and I just thought oh, it just makes so much sense like let's just put it there and see what happens yeah. and, and and so yeah part of me was just like well to be honest, to be brutally honest I thought actually at the time I thought well you know what there's there's bound to be one somewhere, you know, yeah. I'll go and I'll go home, you know, and, and it wasn't until after that I started doing a bit more investigation and realised, you know, if, if I set one up, we will be the, the only one in the mm, UK, yeah. which is which is partly a motivation, it's really exciting being the first doing yes. anything, um, but also it was kind of like, oh, I, you know, there, there, there is, there's a lot in North America, sure. and, I, and they're, they're, they're amazing people, and they're really open to sharing everything, mm. and really got the, got the ethos, but there are cultural differences, there yes. are legal differences you know the, the so mm-hmm. so it wasn't definitely going to work yeah. but you know I knew there was people I could I could contact and rely on um but there was always that risk of well we don't have one in the UK is is there a reason why for is that, that? You know, yes is it, um, <laughs> yeah yeah it seems so logical what you know what yeah is it just because it's so or whatever but um yeah no I, I just thought well let's see what happens and we had an opportunity to to rent somewhere on an hourly rate and just do it as a pop-up so yeah. that was um, took a lot of the risk away um, oh. and uh, you know we, we, we weren't sort of outlaying ma- massive financial yeah, yeah, amount yeah, yeah. Um, we just sort of you know chucked it out there and, and saw if people people were into it and, and luckily they were and where did you get your first tools from then um so we so basically we, we got charitable status but there was about six months where we um you know before we sort of opened to, to lend tools mm-hmm. we, we had to sort of build a stock um so we just started doing a lot of you know public engagement and going to events and um a lot of uh, social media uh, advertising and things uh-huh. like that um and and you know we, we tried reaching out to various um you know large kind of tool companies yes. who to be honest were you know this was one of the things i learned was actually that you know we were too small small okay. fry for to really um take much notice of um, and then what the, the real kind of game changer was a guy called Patrick who who had just got married to a Californian lady, and he uh, was moving out to California. So so he he, he had his own business as a, a bespoke treehouse maker. Oh wow! So he had a lockup with sort of one one of everything that we would need. Oh, brilliant! And, and obviously, 
when you're starting out, you, you know, and you've, you've not got any customers yeah. that the, you don't need multiples of these things. Sure. So I, we just kind of thought, well, you know, we'll be able to to, to sort of, um, you know, sort most people out if yeah. they come in. So um, this was the kind of like injection of, of um, tools that we needed. And then, um, and then obviously once we then opened and we had people joining, we had some people, instead of donating money to join, they donated tools. Uh, we had yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, random people turn up with plastic bags and say, oh, here's, here's some tools. Yeah. We had you know some uh you know people uh relatives passing away and asking oh well you know we don't want them to go to waste we mm. you know that Grant was really really proud of his tools and he spent his lifetime and yeah, you know we'd yeah, much yeah. rather they somebody else out um yeah. than than uh sitting there and, and it just kind of um got bigger and bigger and then actually we did we did get um just as we were launching we had a a piece on the bbc scotland on the on the news program wow. and um and a uh it was actually uh, a guy who worked for a company called Toolstop in just outside Glasgow, who um, saw us on the news and contacted us and said, "Look, we've got that. Basically, they're, they're a national company, so right. they, you know, on a local level, we weren't affecting their sales. Um, right? But yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, they they were aware that actually, you know, a bit of good good PR and support yeah, yeah. and like this. Um, so they they put together a you know a couple of couple of runs with um, tools that were sort of last year's model, or yeah. the boxes were watered down damaged or something you know they could they couldn't sell them so they they just took, and it was it was all you know it's all good good state-of-the-art tools that that were um you know long-lasting and most of them are still are still uh working away um, Brilliant. So, yeah. and um and you mentioned that the the guys with the tool libraries in north america are really sort of supportive and have and there's it sounds like there's a real network over there what other yeah. support did you was it kind of just you on your own with this idea or what what other support did you so, get did you find so, so we got a lot of help in terms of the. Um, so, Scotland's a really good um, climate for social enterprise. Um, mm, yeah, you know, doing loads it, of great stuff. Yeah, particularly, you know, I think in particularly in the UK con- context, um, Scotland's got, you know, is very forward thinking yes. in, in that respect. And uh, so, so in terms of the sort of business support and the environment, there's yeah. there's a lot of support in terms of, you know, I've never run a business before, so you know, this is how you, you know, you do your marketing. This is how oh. you, you know balance your books this is what you need to put in place so I had lots of support with that side of things and um, the actual tool library um, side of things that was a lot of just trying things and you know seeing if they work seeing yeah. if um, and and sort of learning on the hoof uh, making mistakes you yeah. know loads of mistakes um, but also uh, getting the right people on board you know people started hearing about us and offering their services you know we got very quickly there was a um, I spoke at a social enterprise network uh-huh. um, and some people came and approached us who were doing a sort of hackathon oh, and offered to, to have us as the kind of subject of the hackathon. Mm-hmm. So we got a we got a, a logo. Um, uh, so we got a logo out of that and we got, um, you know, uh, some of the people that worked on it then approached us and oh. said, well, we'll website for you and, wow. and kind of, you know, got that support. Because, you know, uh, without without meaning to, to sound... Um, you know, un- unkind. Uh, when when you see a lot of charity websites, because a lot of the support is done by volunteers, sure. perhaps the, the level of expertise, or it's, a, it's mm. you know, it's a tr- or whatever that you know, there's a there's a sort of drop off in the standard of the marketing or the sure. message of the website, and I, and I think that's the wrong message to send out. Yeah. You know, it's charity. It's charity. You know, it's um, it's less than the best is acceptable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, as a as a starting point, as an initial. Um, 
you know, sort of a place that people discover us. It was really important to have a good website mm. um, and, it, and, it, and it to look like, you know, any other kind of organisation, yeah. not, not... And your website's great. To, and I don't want people to look at our website and think that's a charity website. Definitely. Know? And, and um, really inter- like, what, interesting what you said about your logo, because your logo, your branding is really strong, isn't it? I love it. And it's just really clear and it's a big kind of part of, of what you do and it's instantly recognisable. And that's really interesting that that was something that, kind of came about through collaborations with other with other people yeah well well I mean I mean to be honest it's like one of those things that was until so I I you know I thought oh well you know marketing branding you know I you know you just you just spell out the word tool library and, yeah. and tools like lined up you know and yes. be, or we have a, a pegboard in the background or something you know that yeah. really you had all these ideas and and then I um, went to this this hackathon um and uh we had all these people who, and they were like well, well obviously you know the, the obvious place to start is a library stamp and I was just like oh yeah oh, wow. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for months yeah. and it had never occurred and it's like and it is so obvious um, but it's just it was like oh that yeah that's because they do that and they you know that's their where their expertise lies and you know they, they can and, and I it just I mean, it's a bit stupid I can't believe I never thought of it but um but yeah, so so we started with this idea of a library stamp, and then you know a couple of tools in it, and then the words Edinburgh Tool Library, and and uh, yeah, took it from there. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's a great starting point. It's um, yeah, it's distinctive, and you know, and we're actually we're actually talk, thinking about a bit of a um, sort of ex, not not changing the logo, but expanding it to have it in because a lot of what was what's really important to us is about getting all aspects of the community into mm. it. So look at um having the same sort of same logo with uh Edinburgh Tool Library written in different languages and okay. uh you know different um you know get it in Arabic and sure. um all this kind of stuff so so um and just sort of taking that and and sort of going going exciting places with it now yeah 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 sure and you mentioned um sort of back at the start that you know before you even launched you you were doing kind of community engagement and you've just said now that a really important part of it is community I think part of the the kind of you know you said oh you spoke to at a social networking thing and and people were offering you help and because it's such a beautifully simple idea and people can instantly get it and hook onto it and know it do you think that makes the community engagement side easier did people instantly get what you were trying to do yeah 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 I mean I think I mean that's the thing is you know tools tools are items that are made to make a job easier so Mm. So, so, so there's no, there's no sort of, um, you know, doubting the usefulness of yes, tools. Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, and you can, you can go, you know, all anthropological and talk about, you know, Neanderthals and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's a very sort of primal thing of, of using something to make another job easier and, you know, having the right tool makes, makes doing, you know, that or the final result better or, or yeah, easier. Yeah. Um, so, so people get the importance of tools. Um, and, and I think people also, as soon as you point out the kind of, um, you know, the tools that are sitting there that aren't getting used, you know, most people don't work in the trades, so most people aren't using the, aren't using yeah. tools every day. And and that argument, it's almost like partly. I feel I sometimes feel bad because people can almost it's like a confession. They're like, oh yeah, actually, now you pointed out, I've got yeah. a drill that I've you know bought when I moved in and I've used you know I used it in those first few weeks or, or whatever it might be. Um, but I think it's it is it is a lot of it is just. You know, you say the name of it, and then someone says, "You, you can see there the cogs whirring, mm. and they're like, and all, all my job is to say, "Yep, that's it." Yeah. Like, you've got to. You all I'm doing is confirming that 
what they think it is it yeah. is yeah 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 and there are so many different strands to what you do aren't there it's not just uh providing people with tools it's um it's starting that conversation around um ownership and uh resource use and consumption and all those kinds of things um and then you do such a lot around um sort of you've started up some um workshops and schemes with disadvantaged people or people looking for work and that kind of thing as well haven't you is that have yeah. I kind of covered all the strands or are there other things that yeah 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 and I'll, and I'll, I'll think of things that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably as we're having a conversation um yeah so I, I mean I think to, to me I mean if, if I'm if I'm 100% honest the, the the real motivating factor when when I was in Toronto you know that the environmental side and the sustainability side I, I got mm-hmm. um, but but it was really it was seeing that guy and 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 seeing like the the ability to use tools as a um, and I don't want to use the word tool again, but you know, as as a as a, a thing to yeah. help them out of out of a difficult situation. Um, so so really, um, I was describing this to someone else the other day, and so I said, well, the tools are actually a gateway to the organisation. You know, it, it's the it's the the hook that gets people yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what the the really valuable things happen are, are when people are working together as part of a community, and they could be, you know, the fact that it's in a workshop and it's tools sure. that's got them is kind of incidental. Um, yes. And and the way I, the way I tried to ex- describe it, and this is going to be a challenge on a on a podcast, <laughs> but I like to do it uh, using words instead of diagrams. But but if you think of a sort of Venn diagram, yeah, I've got those kind of um, and and you know in in those in those circles, you've got different different groups. So it might be that one group is our members, and one group might be uh, the community of people who are at risk of homelessness, yeah. and the other one might be um, refugees, <laughs> and 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 a lot of um, a lot of charities or groups will address one of those issues. So that so there might be a tool library that has members, and there might be a charity that helps people who are at risk of homelessness. Yeah. And there might be a charity that helps refugees. What what we what we do is we we work with all those groups, but but there's there's there's, there's those overlaps in the mm-hmm. in the Venn diagram. So if you can imagine that the, there's 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 times when we have um you know people from the refugee community who are coming in and they're using the workshop at the same time as our other members yeah. are using, and that might be the the, the first time that one of our yeah, members yeah, yeah. Yeah. or be um we we had a, a for example we had a, a um the, the, the city council have a a sort of team that support um refugees and migrants uh, to settle in the city mm-hmm. and they contacted us about, oh well you know it'd be really beneficial for for um the people we work with to have access to the workshop yeah. because they're coming here with nothing and you know they'd be able to improve their places they're staying and you know all very logical yeah outcomes um so we met with them and 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 they, they kept on talking about in, integration being really important and so i said to the the, the council guys well you know if, if you're asking for us to set aside some time for for this group of um syrians to come in and use our workshop then that, that's not really integration yeah. that's you know that's that's still them and the, just sure. in their own community and and and, and and you know I, I spoke to the group and and they're they're desperate to practice their English and you know oh, right. so I said well well as long as we have the health and safety aspects covered you know so so we have an induction with a translator yeah. to make sure everything's un- understood and this is the processes and sure. this is this is how this works and um then then as long as that's covered then then they should be part of our they should just be members like yes. everybody else so so now on a on a on a Tuesday or a Saturday we had a few weeks ago it was kind of the the sort of this is this is what we pictured at the start. We had um, three three Syrian refugees, 
an Italian, a Spaniard, uh, two people from Leith and, and myself, an Englishman, all in mm. the workshop been doing things together. Yeah. And chatting about, you know, and, and practicing and and, um, and every week this one one of the um one of the Syrian guys comes in um and he comes in and he and he, and he sort of asked me to, to almost deconstruct something in the workshop and tell me all tell all the parts. So it, you know, last week it was it was a lock on the door, so oh, I had to okay. say this is a handle, this is a key, this is called you know, this is yeah. a, a lock. This is a, a snib, I don't, you know, and then and then start to like guess at what other yeah, yeah, yeah. Are Google it, and that wouldn't happen if it mm. was if it was those separate parts yeah. of the Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens when they overlap, and yeah. and you know, and absolutely in the middle is the sweet spot where all these different groups work together, and and there's there's suddenly there's no barriers, um, yeah. and um, so that that's that's kind of what's that's what the real like core um, sort of values are with the tool library. Part of it is, you know, giving giving people permission or a reason yeah. to to interact. You yes. know, um, you know that there's all sorts of questions or you know or, or experiences that people want to have, but that you know that there's just not the opportunity yeah. or um, you know or, or there's kind of barriers that have been put up by society or by oh. you know or, or whatever it might be. And 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 actually, you know, I think I think. <laughs> The real message is that people are inherently good, and you know, and and if you can get, you know, if you can remove those barriers and let them come to yeah. their own conclusions about each other and about um, whatever their perceived differences might be, that that actually people are people are the same. Yeah. The world over. Um, and you must have some great stories of people who've who've come into the tool library, and you know, whether it's as simple as going and um, putting up a shelf in their first new house or things like that. What's your favourite story that you've come across so far? Um, the one, the one, the, the kind of funniest one they always go back to is, is that it was actually our first tool that we lent out was um, to a, a lady who came in. And she was a little bit um, slightly sheepish about why she wanted to borrow this jigsaw, <laughs> um, and uh, and I sort of was like, I said, well, you know, what's the project? Well, you know, because because usually if it's a jigsaw, it's like a jigsaw and a drill and a couple and right. some clamps. You know, it was just just a jigsaw, okay. and uh, and she and she was like, oh well, what is this? This my my cat's got a little bit old. And you know, I guess like like as we all do, we got a little bit round around the tummy, um, and doesn't fit through my the cat <laughs> flap anymore. So she had to like she bought another cat flap, that, but the the kind of hole in the door was too too okay. narrow. So she had to just widen it. So she had to go like half an inch off the the, the diameter cat flap. Um, and so she sent me this really nice picture of like sort of before and after. And, you know the before shot of this cat, cat sort of sitting out, sort of like through the cat flap, looking really depressed. Standing oh, at least he wasn't stuck like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cat's backside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it was just just looking mournful, standing oh. outside of it, sitting inside. So it's you know, it's things like that. It's just really, really nice. And you yeah. know, for her point of view, she she had a membership. And if she only used it once, it was still yeah, still yeah, better. Yeah. And buying going and buying a, a a jigsaw herself would have cost a forty quid. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then obviously the environmental um, sustainability impact of, of, of buying a tool that's that's only getting used for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. And in terms of your um, the kind of business side of it and the the revenue streams, because you said you you sort of now got charitable status, but you yeah. presumably still need to be generating income. So what are your different streams of income? So, so we have. Um, so what's what's nice now is is our so the library aspect. Um, and the model that we have produced, um, so that's the you know the the donated tools, mm. the, the 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 rental of a pop up place to to um, 
engage with the public. Yeah. Uh, that now is sustainable. So that, you know, on, on the basis that it's run by volunteers and, and we now have the systems in place that there is a, um, you know, we can train people and, and it's okay. it's realistic yeah. that it could be run by volunteers. That now pays for itself through the, um, through the, the membership that people donate. Yeah. So we have a, a, a sort of recommended donation of £20 for an annual membership. Okay. And we, you know, people can pay it forward. They can they can donate more if they want. But but also, if somebody can't afford to, you know, twenty quid on yeah. the spot, they can pay what they can afford. Um, because again, it's really important that nobody's financially excluded yeah. in the tool library. Um, but that that generates enough uh, revenue to, to pay for our um, police box that we rent for yes. our pop up. I love your police box. I'll yeah. put a picture on the on the site. Um, yeah, so it, it pays for the rental of that, and it pays for our storage um, and the kind of you know the ongoing costs. So, so that model that model works now. Um, it you know we, we needed some support to get to that place, yeah. but but now that that's self funding. Um, in terms of staff and the workshop and you know some of the bigger projects, we have to look at the moment look at um, grant funding as so if um, supporting that. So so uh, I I've had. Um, some support from uh, an organisation called Unlimited, which uh, it kind of pays like a bursary for yeah. social uh, entrepreneurs. So I, I had um, a year's uh, funding from them. Um, I've also, you know, I mean, realistically, I, I probably get about half minimum wage if you yeah. look at how many I do and, and how much I get. Um, and, and I work for a year um, without getting paid. Okay. Um, there we have uh, we got some lottery funding uh, we are now starting to look at um, doing commissions so we're making things uh, out of reclaimed materials um, we're doing uh, things for social enterprises charity groups and um, so we we build garden furniture yeah. we've cabinets for a youth group like it's a dance group yeah and uh, we're building a musical instrument for a parents group oh, we've built, uh, tabletops yeah also stuff so so now people are sort of coming to us um as as a sort of first port of call to um because i think when it's when it's something you know if, if there's if there's a social value out of a product that's built as well as um you know a, a good product yes. that that's been um well made from um sustainable yeah. uh, you know sort of ingredients mm. um uh, materials i guess is the, the right yeah. word um, then, then that's you know, there's a little bit of story behind that, and so you know, we, I mean, we've, we've even had you know the the university have started um, asking us to do some woodwork projects from them. Um, it tends to be third sector organisations, yeah. but we're actually uh, we've just started a, 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 a sort of um, training program where we will be making uh, accessibility ramps for businesses, so wow. so private sector businesses, coffee shops. Yeah. Know, shoe shops, clothes shops, whatever, yeah. anything on that street that has a, a, a step, uh, we make temporary ramps that they can bring out to, yeah. to, to more customers in. So potentially a demographic that they they aren't making any money from sure. because they can't get in to spend the money. Um, uh, so we, we make these ramps, we charge the business for them, um, so that brings in money to us. It yeah. offers a training opportunity, a, a really productive thing to to be made by our trainees um but it also then opens up a lot more um potential places for people with accessibility requirements to to go yeah. or, or even um we, we we made one for a, a really high-end designer clothes shop um and uh the, the the guy who owns it came in to see us and he said and he, and he kind of said to me he's uh, after the after one day he came in and he was like to be honest i was kind of just trying to be nice 
Um, but like on the first day, there's a lady came in with a with a pushchair. Yeah. And you know he'd kind of just had you know uh, wheelchair users as as sure. in his head. Like that's that's who this is for. Lady came in in it with a with a pushchair. Um, you know, wheeled it in, parked it in the shop, went around and uh, spent like four hundred quid. Wow. And then and then said to them on the front desk, you know, um, it's great that you've got a ramp because normally what happens is I have to leave it outside and yeah. I don't lock it, so I'm in and out and in and out and yeah. I'm paranoid. Make it. And I spend about five minutes in the shop, and I wouldn't have bought all this stuff. Mm. But I can come in, leave it, and she's, you know, she wandered around for half an hour, wasn't worried about her. And so there's there's that kind of win-win, yeah. you know. So the, so we 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 get an income, the business gets more yes. uh, more, yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. and most importantly, um, people who require ramps for access can then go into you yeah, know new yeah, places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that that's that's um, a sort of. Um, a blossoming income stream where you know we're still we've done a little bit of market research and I think a lot of that um, a lot of the work that needs to be done is actually on marketing and, and sure. actually raising people's awareness and um, some of the the feedback and some of what uh, some of what the, uh, the, the shops have said to us is quite um, quite shocking in terms of uh, their their lack of uh, Oh, 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 I was going to say lack of lack of awareness. I think probably lack of intelligence. You know, um, you know things like things like oh well, we don't have any um, we don't have any wheelchair user customers. You know, because they can't and, get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean it's literally that daft. You know, you get, well of course you don't. You have a you know a six inch ramp to get yeah, uh, six yeah. step to get into your shop. Of course you don't have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or somebody else who said oh well we only we only really have one customer and um, what we do is we just serve them at the door. So rather than Rather than allowing them to come in, like yeah, any yeah. other customer, and and you know they 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 wait outside in the street while we go and get them a coffee, oh, and right. it's like, yeah, all right, you've kind of missed the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think what's what's really important is about this kind of campaign almost that's associated with it, is the idea of just having a conversation. You know, like 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 that's. Um, I understand that small business owners. I mean, from from you know, sort of anecdotal research, and we, we we're partnering with a a great organisation called Unions Guide, who who work a bit like TripAdvisor for businesses with okay. um, who, who are accessible, and mm. um, and we did you know sort of did a bit of a walk around Edinburgh with them, and I think a lot of it is just fear of, you know, um, well, so so the term when it comes to access, the term is reasonable adjustment, so. Right. Or, uh, what's what and what's what's a reasonable adjustment is very vague and okay. um, so I think as a small business owner I think a lot of people are, are sort of almost worried that oh if we start having a lot of people in wheelchairs in the in the in the business we're gonna have to yeah put in an accessible toilet and we can't afford that sure. and we've got a small shop and that's going to take up mm. but what's really great about talking to to Yoon's guide is, is being able to have ask questions and have yeah. frank conversations and and you know, chatting to them, it's like, well, we understand that a small business, it is not a reasonable adjustment to give up a quarter of your shop space to a yes. toilet. Yeah. And but you know what would be really nice is is just if we can go in and order a coffee in there yeah, and yeah, yeah. go to the loo, we'll go to, you know, Starbucks or we'll go to, you know, yeah. some other um place that, that is a large company that a reasonable adjustment for them should include a ramp because yeah, that yeah, yeah. they have got, you know, thousands of branches. But um it's just about well, starting that conversation yeah. and saying to people don't don't be worried don't freak out yeah um so so yeah it's it's, it's really interesting and that's you know yeah it's like places that you go starting from just having tools available well i was going to say to you is that something that you ever envisaged as part of the business model when you kind of started up 
Oh God, no! I mean, I mean, it's it's funny we're, we're we're looking at our business model again, and I've sort of dusted off something that I, I'd produced about a year and a half ago, and it's <laughs> it's quite fascinating because I th- I think it was more for a a course that I was on that yeah. I was just kind of, like bring in your business model, so I, I sort of panicked and yeah yeah yeah, and rattling something off, and then I'm looking at it again and thinking, God, right, this is you know, so some 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 places it's gone in, yeah. in, in similar directions, but others it's um. It's quite interesting where you know where we've kind of diversified and all yeah, the and I guess just being staying open to all those different opportunities and just you know grabbing them yeah. when they when they come along. And you mentioned um, that you've got some trainees as well. How how does yeah. that fit into the the whole? So business? so so that was that was always something that I had in mind. So so um, you know I was I said earlier I was I was sort of working in the in the third sector when I went out to Toronto. So um, a lot of the people I was working with were young people who had some sort of disadvantage in, in most of their cases it was a learning disability mm-hmm. um but what, what so what i wanted at the, at the at the core of the tool library to be was was creating opportunities for people who um were experiencing a disadvantage of some sort mm-hmm. so um and and using the tool library as a place for them to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to feel feeling confident in themselves and to start them um on a on a journey towards a job so it might be that the next step was to get a job but it might be the next step was to go into training or or the next step was that they could go out of the house and you know look someone in the eye. Yeah, you know, that yeah, might... yeah. So, so that was always something that I planned, and, and that were, that was when we started doing that was really when I felt like oh this is this is what I'd yeah. visit and envisaged when I, when we started out. Um, uh, so, so what we do is we we recruit um, young people who uh, we call trainees who uh, we we deliberately keep it vague because we're we're still sort of seeing which. Um, you know which groups and which partners yeah. and which other charities will will come in, come yeah. and work. It's uh, generally um, people being supported who are at risk of homelessness mm-hmm. or uh, mental health um, issues. Uh, some sometimes we get folks with um, you know have had difficulties with alcoholism or uh, yeah. abuse previously. Um, but the, the whole the whole point of it is that um, it's something it's something that's happened in their past and we're we're about their future. So we're yeah. you know what we do is. We pair um, a trainee with a, a mentor, which is somebody with um, some some skills, some yeah. you know, some trade skills, some woodworking skills or metalwork, um, and they work together making things that benefit the community. So it might be that it's just something; it's a commission that we sell that yeah. brings in money to the tool library, which is benefiting our community. Or it might be, um, you know, the, the ideal situation is a is a, another charity comes to us and we make something for them, yeah. which benefits. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but it also brings in some income for us um so that 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 young person is feeling like what they're contributing to the to society is is you know there's a there's a, a benefit yeah for it's people. really meaningful yeah um, yeah it's really meaningful um and and also that they're learning skills and they're yeah. learning about themselves and um, often the people that we work with have not had um good uh, sort of uh, examples of, of senior figures yeah. in their life um, so having someone there who is you know sort of been there done that maybe made mistakes themselves or um, you know can kind of speak from a point of um, you know experience sure. is is invaluable and, and often is you know pretty lacking in, in their lives so um, and, and, and the other thing is that, that also we're, we're really what's really important about that is that the mentor themselves sees it as something that they they're getting something out of yeah, it it's yeah, yeah. not it's not it's not volunteering it's not self-sacrifice it's actually they enjoy it they feel like they're being productive they they 
um, you know, maybe something in their life has uh, been challenging. So, so this is kind of getting their conscience yeah. back. But, um, one of our mentors uh, was in a quite serious car accident, and that was, you know, part of um, his kind of confidence going sure. back to, you know, sort of going back to work, but doing a, yeah, a day's yeah, yeah. work. Um, got another another mentor who was a swordsmith, um, and uh, has Parkinson's disease, and and that obviously has um, impaired his ability yeah. to to do what he used to do, but he's still got. An, an amazing wealth of knowledge and um you know some some fantastic skills to pass on and, yeah, yeah. and really interested in the idea of of, of a legacy you know and, yeah. and 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 the idea of well actually what's more more important than things is people you know and mm. and, and my legacy can be helping a, a young person um then then fantastic so yeah. it's you know a, it's and, a real win 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 yeah. scenario isn't it there's so many aspects to it and yeah 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 it's like a lottery with one one ball. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Um, and what what are the kind of the biggest challenges that you've faced or that you still face? Um, the, there's not enough time in the day, and there's not enough money in the bank. Yeah. I think that's the. Um, but we're always we're always looking for funding, um, and we're always and we're spending too you know too much time looking for funding. You know sure. if, if we. If, if that could be something and, and we're, we're working on a, a new business plan and we're you know I think I think things are gonna good things are gonna happen um very shortly but um like like every charity you know you it's it's frustrating because a lot of the time that you could be doing mm. amazing things is spent running around yeah. trying to find to do amazing things um and I think uh from from a personal point of view um I need to get better at taking some time off I you know I, I <laughs> Uh, I, and, and, and I think um, what's really great is that we're, our volunteer program is is really progressing, and it's really nice because we're able to give more um, opportunities to the volunteers, mm-hmm. more um, opportunities to lead, uh, more responsibility, which in turn is is easing the the, the sort of load on me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I even I've even had a, a Saturday off this year, which is um, you know pretty. And we're only in May. Forgot, forgot what's, I've got a whole a whole season without going to watch Newcastle. It's been heartbreaking, and, and they actually won some games this year. So it's you know it's all about self sacrifice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and when you started, um, you did you do it alongside your existing job? Yeah. So I, I so so it took it took the best part of a year. I think it was February to March before we you know from from yeah. like a plan for a charitable status to uh, opening um you know our first day so that whole that whole sort of 12 13 months was um I was working full time alongside it yeah um, and you know sort of doing it in evenings and weekends and stuff and that, and and that was that was a that wasn't um you know that was applications and sure. uh, you know sort of documents rather than actually having to be somewhere at a certain yeah. time so I could I could do it around around my job um and then when we when we opened, it was every every Saturday. Um, I was at the police box, and then we were sorting out all the the tools and picking things up, and and it got a little bit hectic. Um, so I, it, it was about a couple of months. I, I sort of quit my job to focus on it full time, um, and lived off savings for a bit. And yeah. then the savings disappeared, and I had to get a, another um, part time job uh-huh. for a few days a week just to kind of keep yeah the, the bills getting paid. Um, and then, then I, and then in uh, June of last year, I got the um, unlimited mm-hmm. uh, fund, which which has helped for twelve months, but that's about to run out. So, um, yeah, I'm about to 
try and find another fairy godmother uh-huh. and yeah 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 um but i think i think you know people you know the, the the people that hold the purse strings and the, the organizations and the, the government and all these folks they they can see that we're here to stay they can see yeah. it see that what we're doing is important they can yes. see that it's valuable so what's your what's your big vision for the tool library in i don't know five years yeah. time where where do you want it to be and what do you want to be doing so so in the in the long term with with the edinburgh tool library what what i kind of see is us so edinburgh you know being being served by the edinburgh tool library uh-huh. as as would be logical um but to, to have a variety of places that we distribute tools and a variety of places people come can come and use tools. Um, but I also think what's the, the, the big picture um, for us is to for, for Edinburgh to be a an example. Yeah. So you know, so so us to say, well, we're the first. We're you know the first first to open. We're the first to have an employability project. We're first to do this. First to do yeah, that. Yeah. That we we're almost like the kind of um, the, the the sort of practice range kind yeah. of for, for all these different little projects and, and trying different things out and and that, that we can be behind a, a, some sort of body mm. you know a, a sort of tool library association yeah. that we can support other groups yeah. to come to us so you know interested people other charities um you know community groups uh, or just a group of people who feel like they you know they would benefit from yeah. from this kind of model um, that they can come to us and say right how do we do this sure. you know so we have something that we can roll out because it's only really going to make, um, and you know, a big difference um, in terms of lowering lowering emissions, but also changing people's behaviour. Yeah. If, if it's a, if it's commonplace, sure. and, the, and there really is, there's no reason why, um, you know, from from a little hamlet with you know a few a few houses in it mm. to you know massive cities, why there, there can't be, um, you know, everybody in the country yeah. can't be with yeah, yeah, yeah. a few of a a tool library because it's just um you know like, like basically it's one of these things it's like whether we like it or not you know we're, we're on a i read, read a quote the other day about um anyone who believes in infinite growth on a finite planet yeah, yeah, is like yeah. a madman or an economist um <laughs> and you know we'll we'll get to the stage where there, we have no option yes. but to share because we just won't there's not enough yeah. stuff and mm. um, so it, it makes sense to well if that's where we're going to end up why not start this kind of movement yeah. sooner um you know and and from that you know it doesn't have to just be tools you know and and if we if we get this network and we get this model established that you know you can start diversifying and yeah. other things that 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 you don't need to own um and and almost just having a, a hub of, of of kind of um you know shared resources yeah and yeah, uh, yeah yeah uh, and have you had much interest from you know other people coming to you and saying this is amazing i want this happening where i live yeah oh yeah yeah i mean no i mean if, if we're talking just the uk i would say probably 30 40 groups wow. around the uk have contacted us um you know sometimes it's just an email and then they've never followed followed up sure. and i thought well you know if 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 if, if you're not prepared to, to to follow that up then then yeah. you know that, that's up to them that's that's their, that's back back in there the balls in their court um but there's other people, um, so Glasgow's starting a tool library. Oh, wow. um, so we're, um, and to be honest, so any anytime anyone contacts me, my, my, my like I say, my time is, is sort of finite mm. and, um, and my first priority is the Edinburgh Tool Library. So I, I'll help people if I can, but sure. also, um, you know, the, the Edinburgh Tool Library can't suffer because I'm spending yeah. a lot of time on it, which is why I'd like to, you know, secure some sort of uh, national yeah. association yeah, so yeah. that I, 
can't take that time. Um, but uh, in certain cases, when it's so, sometimes it's a charity who wants to run a project who maybe are a community garden and they've already got a mm. lot of the information there and they want to do it. And and my kind of attitude is, well, well, they're already in existence. There's somebody being paid to set that up. Yeah, we we will support them, but but also we've got to make sure that it's worth out. So we will, you know, we'll point them in the direction of funding to you okay. know to visit to fund our time to sure. support them. Um, but if it's um, individuals or a community or a group of people who just think it's a great thing as in Glasgow mm. um, it's for four people who uh, work together in kind of community um, sort of project design um, but but aside from their work they've, they've got together and they decided they want to bring a tool library to Glasgow mm. so they, they come and they they come in and shadow us they, they, they travel through they've done a lot of stuff at their own expense yeah and um, and they, they're coming from the grassroots up and yes. and I will I will support them for as long as they want support and, and I think what they're doing is fantastic and um, they've got a lot of skills that I don't have so yeah. I'll I learn things off them um, and so that's the kind of thing that you know that, that I think you know we should really be you know shouting from the rafters yeah. that there's, there's people like this who want and, and we need to support them to do it because like I said it's such a it's such a useful and such an yeah. easy model to have and um, we, we should have more of them and um, but we also, I mean, we also get, we've had someone, had people from Belarus, we've wow. had El- Belgium, um, we've had a group from Slovenia come visit. We've, um, we, I got sent a picture from the tool library in Baltimore where uh, one of our mentors was over in Baltimore. Oh, and brilliant. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just, you know, you, you get people from everywhere. It's fantastic. And what would be your advice to somebody who wants to, to get this kind of thing going in their community? Well, I mean, and the 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 absolute core message is is sharing. So, you know, so don't be precious, but also reach out. Like, don't don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, it's a two way street. So, you know, um, the reason that we are where we are is because people have helped us and people have shared their resources and yeah. shared their advice and shared their time. Um, and I'm quite happy to do that with other people. You know, reach out and, um, but also there's there's so much online. You know, you yeah. you. you you can literally, you know, Google the words, how do I set up a tool library? Yeah. And there's a, a, a sort of 25-page manual with all the documents and all the advice. Oh, wow, really? And you, um, did, a, you, know, so, you did a brilliant interview for me, didn't you, on, on yeah. um, my blog? So I'll post the links to that as well, which, which just yeah. has loads and loads of information in it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, that's the thing is, is the, the information is out there. Um, we're happy to signpost it. We're, we're updating our website so that there will be a link in that as well. To, oh, brilliant. You know, so when people... You know, when I get an email saying, "Hey, I'd like to do a, a yeah, tool library," I, point them. I, I sometimes get, can feel a little bit, um, a little bit. Uh, you know, my, my first protocol would be to Google that. Yeah. Um, I would say if you Google that, you get a lot of the information, yeah. and, and then then come to us with the questions. Yeah. Mm. But but yeah, I, I mean, I think um, just keep sharing. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, it's like that's the the absolute core message of a tool library. It's the core message of of. The reason that we've got where we are, and and also I think that there is a lot of times that people put things down to luck or or you know or the right place, the right time, and this kind of thing. And and to be honest, I think that's either modesty or or people are wrong because I think sometimes you know what what might appear to be luck is actually that you've just done something good for somebody and they've told somebody else and then they've told somebody else and then lo and behold, and you can't trace where that's mm. where that's come from, and you know. It's like ripples, people, isn't it? Well, I talk about creating ripples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, if you had a religion, you might call it karma or mm. whatever. 
But, you know, I, I think it's just if you, if your core values are, are doing good for your community yeah. and you keep, keep just keep thinking about that, well, is this, is this beneficial? Is, you know, yeah. how, how do I help these people? And then eventually that will come around and, 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 it, and it's worked for us. You know, we, we, there's too many too many coincidences and too many yes. bits of yeah, yeah, yeah. luck and commerce have happened for it just, to, you know, just to but be. If you're, um, if you're putting good stuff out there, good stuff comes back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely. And what do you think is kind of one thing that, that each and every one of us can do that would basically make the world a better place? I think, I mean, I think it's, it's very, very similar to the, the last point, but just being open to sharing what mm. you have. Um, you know, you don't have to, I mean, I, I know of, of, a, of tool libraries in America, you know, there, there's about a hundred, but, but some of them are, are, you know, five people on a street yeah. and one of them's got a shed and yeah. there's five kids got, you know, like, like that, that is, that's the same principle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what you what you have, other people might need, and just be open to sharing it with them. Because actually, um, you know, although it's a, a small gesture, and you might be doing it to be helpful, mm. you know, you start lending things yeah. to people. You start you have to have a conversation with someone yeah, yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you well, obviously, you're lending a lawnmower to your neighbour. Well, actually, that means you're both into gardening. Yes, yeah. Actually, we've got shared we've got shared values. We've got shared interests, yeah. and, and and actually, a lot of the really nice social things come from. Mm. Um, of environmental um, starting points, so so yeah, yeah, just open to sharing and offer offer to share things. Yeah, and even if people don't have, um, you know, a tool library or a, um, like you said, a sort of formal setup like that, there are so many different apps and different websites now that that facilitate sharing within communities that people can get to, and I'll, I'll link to some of them in the notes for yeah. this episode. But yeah, that's um, the the internet. You know, although it's kind of um, separated us in some ways from having those real life conversations it's also facilitated them as well and facilitated things yeah. like sharing within you know towns and even a street as you say so lots of different opportunities out there um so where can we find you if people want to to find out more online yeah so so um go on so we're on we're on facebook so just uh, look up the edinburgh tool library on facebook and yeah. um, our website is edinburghtoollibrary.org.uk um, or you can follow me if you so wish. If you like bad jokes and photos, <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter uh, et at etl chris. Brilliant. Um, oh, and we also have an Instagram account. Uh, I always forget about. So if you want to look at nice pictures of people working away on uh, tables and woodwork projects and stuff, um, yeah, it's just Edinburgh Tool Library. And your dog makes it. quite a few appearances on. Is it your dog? The, the great. Yes, yes he's, he's a bit of a minor celebrity in yeah. Edinburgh now. It's, uh, it crops up quite a lot, so yeah. yeah. Bless you know, I, th I think I think you know the the the, the core goals of uh, marketing is just to try and get as many pictures of dogs doing funny things and yes. into and yeah, yeah, home free. Absolutely, oh, it's been absolutely brilliant because there's so many other questions I I could have asked and wanted to ask, but um, I hope that that's helped to sort of convey the you know the messages of the the brilliant stuff you're doing and and your vision for you know where it will lead is just amazing and it's it sounds really exciting so we'll definitely be following you on your journey fantastic yeah and if you're ever up this way you know do pop in and, and uh, anybody who's listening to this as well come and come and see us and have a chat you've been listening to a sustainable life with me jen gale if you've enjoyed the show do leave a review and make sure you tell all your friends and I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts and feedback. So do drop me an email on jen at jengale.co.uk or hop over to Facebook and join my sustainable life community.